And so we began with this idea of the three faces of God being in three persons. So all of us remember, we'll go back to English class where you had first person and second person and third person. And so we started with that third person God, right? That God that is outside of us. The God that is all the power, all the presence in the universe. The God that is beyond me. The God that Charles Fillmore knew is divine mind, power, principle, source. The God, God that Charles Fillmore told us was impersonal and didn't pick and choose between us who would be blessed and who wouldn't be blessed. That God that is beyond my understanding in which I live and move and have my being, that God is one face of God. And then in the second person, it's the you. Remember from English class, the you, that which is outside of me that I'm talking to. It's what uh, Martin Buber talks about as the I-thou relationship, me and the beloved. And it's that face of God that in unity we tend to reject, turn our face. We don't quite know what to do with this face of God. We don't know. Can we say, God, uh, help me? God, thank you. God, show me. It appears that we're talking to some God outside of ourselves. And yet we know absolutely that Jesus talks to this God as Abba, as Marilyn, wherever she went, spoke so beautifully about, right? That intimate relationship that we have with God. God who is our father, our mother. God who is uh, there as our comforter, as our peace. God that we can turn to. And if I didn't make it clear last week, a God that we can have a relationship with. And a God who can take on many faces. Maybe it's the face of Jesus that we meet in our prayer time. Maybe it's the face of Blessed Mother Mary. Maybe it's the face of Buddha or Krishna. Maybe it's the face of God or life or love. But we have that intimate relationship with that God that walks beside me and that is always with me. And today we take a look at the first person's face of God. The God is I am. I am that inner face of God. I am the light of the world. This God, too, Jesus knew very clearly. He came and said, I am the light of the world. But he also said, you are the light of the world. And so in unity, it is this face of God that many of us are fairly comfortable with, right? This idea that here I am and I am divine and I am here to shine my Christ's light. But there are still some, and even me at times, who cringes at that idea, what, me? God? God is you, and God is me, and God is wanting and desiring to express as each one of us, as the light of God. And so I was thinking about this. We had, we have been advertising on our Facebook. If any of you are friends with us on Facebook, you've seen we've been advertising our Christmas services. So we had a comment on one of those advertisements, and um, the comment was, well, this is this place speaking about repentance and Jesus as Lord and Savior, right? Because in traditional Christianity, that is who Jesus is. We need to repent of our sins. We need to recognize ourselves as sinners. We need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, and we need to give ourselves over to Christ in that way. And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how we can take on these different masks, and that one of the masks that we can take on is that we are nothing more than sinners. Nothing better than dust of the earth. In fact, the Bible tells us that, doesn't it? And so if we see ourselves through this lens of I am nothing more than a sinner, there's no hope for me, I 
I was thinking about this week. I could take on the mask, and perhaps you have, as I have at certain times in your life, that said, well, if I am nothing more than a sinner, I might as well just have some fun. So that's one mask, you know, and that way of riotous living that could, in fact, be the death of us. On this idea, this mask that I can place on top of me. Or thinking that I am a sinner and that that's all that I am. I could take on the mask of, well, I'm a sinner and therefore I must suffer for God as Jesus suffered for me. And I must take on that suffering so that when I find that I've done something wrong, you know, I've got to flog myself and condemn myself and think how unworthy I am. Right? And we could see ourselves through that mask. But those of you who have been a part of unity for a while know that unity does not teach that we are born sinners. We believe that we are born in original blessing. We believe that as Genesis told us, God created us in his image and that, the, that as he did so, we were declared not only good, but very good. Right? And so we take on this idea that that's who we are. And that our true nature is our divine nature. It's that Christ nature within us. But I realized that even in that, we could wear some masks. We could wear the mask of, look at me, I'm God, I'm the light of the world. Let me tell you how you need to behave. Right? And from that mask of, I am God, we're very ego-driven. In fact, uh, in, in my past spiritual community, I talked about the prayer of protection, how sometimes people have an issue with the prayer of protection of, you know, the light of God surrounds me, the love of God enfolds me, that that implies that there is some God outside of me. Yes, it just doesn't end there. So at Unity in Edinburgh, where I was, we would, uh, for a while, follow the light of God surrounds me with, I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me, I am the love of God. The power of God protects me, I am the power of God. When the presence of God watches over me, I am the presence of God. Much like we sing here, right at the end. And one person came up to me after having been gone for a while and said, you know, that sounds pretty egotistical. Right? Because it can't come from that place. I am the power of God. I am the presence of God. But that's not what we're coming from. That's a mask that we could wear. It's an error to think that we can puff ourselves up in that way, being the light of God. That's not where we're coming from. The other thing we can do is just the opposite. And sometimes I hear people saying that. We can know that, okay, so the Christ light is within me, but I, I don't know if I can step into that. I don't know if I can be that. That's so big. And so we shrink from being the light. Just like that uh, famous quote from Marianne Williamson tells us, right? It's our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. Who are we not to be glorious and beautiful and fabulous? You are a child of God. And as you and I embrace that light who we are, we give other people permission to do the same. So you can wear that light of shrinking, of, of that mask of shrinking, of being afraid, of being the light that you are. But recognize it's still a mask that you're wearing. At this Christmas day, uh, this tomorrow, this Christmas Eve as we're preparing, I want us to embrace the idea that we can put aside all masks. We don't have to wear the mask of sin. We don't have to wear the, the puffed up mask of I am the light. But we can, as Jesus did, very humbly, with compassion and with love, know that I am here to be the light of God's world. 
that we get it right all the time. Yesterday, yeah, we had family over. It was a lot of activity. I don't know about you, but sometimes when there's a lot of activity and a lot of family coming over, you've got a lot to prepare for, like the pressure starts building, right? It's like a pressure cooker. And so somebody in my family just exploded at me. And even though I know, right, I shouldn't take this personally. It's just a pressure cooker. It has nothing to do with me. I tell you what, that pushed my button really darn good. Like, how dare you? Don't you know how much I do? Right? And then I get into the the guilt mind of, oh, my gosh, now I've got to stand up in Sunday service and talk about Jesus Christ. You only knew. <laughs> so we don't have to get it right all the time. But what we do have to do is to come back to the truth. And so this idea of being a uh, sinner, by the way, an, origi- an original sin, this uh, psalm that I'm going to read to you is actually one of the foundations that says, see, it does say in Scripture we're born in original sin. And this is a psalm from King David. Actually, uh, it's said that King David wrote all of the psalms, and that as he wrote the psalms, typically the psalm begins with anguish, with hurt, with upset, you know, that, oh my gosh, how could I have done this again? And that always brings us back to the truth. And so in this particular psalm that David wrote, he had just committed adultery with Bathsheba, and knew he was in the wrong, right? We all know when we've done something wrong, and so it begins with, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you alone I have sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence, and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. See the original sin there. But this is just David in his anguish. Has anybody ever had thoughts like this? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've done that. I can't believe I've acted that way. I was so wrong. God, what do I do now? Right? Do we not all have moments when this is where we're at? And does it change anything? about us and who we truly are, that we have these moments where we recognize that we have transgressed, but that the truth is that I am still a divine light of God, even if in that moment I've forgotten. And so this is what he goes on to say. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. And this is the part I especially like. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and sustain in me Right? We, we feel within that we've done something we know we shouldn't have done. And I know my button shouldn't have gotten pushed yesterday. I know it. I know I shouldn't have carried that anger around with me for an hour. I know that in that defensiveness I built up walls for that hour. I know it. What do I do with it? I turn back 
I have feelings. I know my feelings. I have thoughts that are not my thoughts. And at my deepest, truest self, I simply am. I am the awareness, the witness of all these thoughts, emotions, feelings, and desires. And as you go about the activity of the day, you come back often to this awareness of, I am. Did that song in Boston. I am the stars and the trees. I am the light and the I am as God created me. I am day, let us turn back to that remembering, and let us give birth to that awareness in a way that we haven't done so in the past, because this is what's going to bring about a transformation in our world, and it already is, when you have seen me. So I want to end with a, a quote that I saw this morning from Howard Thurman that I believe speaks to this, and this is what Howard Thurman has about the when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, and to make music. Thank you.